As our nation becomes more and more materialistic and secularized, well, unfortunately, so does the Christmas holiday season. Virtually removed from public hearing these days are the tireless Christmas carols that tell of the incarnation of God through the birth of the Christ child in Bethlehem. Those songs are now largely reserved for churchgoers, uh, sequestered within the four walls of their holy sanctuaries, places for which many of today's secularized Americans no longer even consider credible places of spiritual refuge. Nevertheless, the Christmas holiday has gone from being a mere 12 days of Christmas to virtually a 365-day commercial enterprise. Today, we see stores open all year round, merchandising the Christmas theme with items that play on the sentiments that, well, resurrect the fonder times of our lives, particularly our childhood. Well, in light of all this, keeping our kids grounded toward the true meaning of Christmas has always been a challenge for godly parents. And since our Lord is most glorified by us when we are most satisfied in Him, keeping our kids satisfied in Christ by keeping Christ in Christmas is certainly a win-win proposition for everyone. And we'll try to do just that today on Licensed to Parent. Welcome to Licensed to Parent. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas to all. This is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis. And our host, as always, is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill. And I'm Rich Rosel, giddy as we are here in the Christmas <laughs> the season. eggnog. <laughs> Trace, if your family is anything like mine, Christmas has always been a time of producing great family memories mm -hmm. uh, for us. We've got food and fun, families coming together to celebrate the Christmas holiday and the birth of Christ. And that's always been a special time for everybody in our house. But it's so easy mm -hmm. sometimes to focus on the food, fun, and the family that we forget the first and foremost fact for which the aforementioned food, fun, and family are being enjoyed. And that is a mouthful. <laughs> that being, of course, the incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, my family is just like your family in that respect, Rich. And uh, uh, except for keeping Christ in Christmas, I think even most garden variety heathens enjoy Christmas in a similar way. Uh, it might be more about the winter solstice or Santa Claus or snow or gifts or jingle bells or whatever, but the Christmas season for most Americans is a time for getting together with family and enjoying one another over a meal and exchanging gifts. Uh, but the uh, commercialization uh, of Christmas can easily cloud the true meaning of Christmas for even the most devout among us. And uh, that's why it's important to pause and contemplate what's really at the root of this holiday. Uh, I don't think Christians do that nearly enough, especially with our kids. Uh, and that's why we've invited today's guest to be with us today. Well, that guest, by the way, is the creator of a very cool resource for families that's called The Shepherd on the Search. It's a fun way to keep the family conversation focused on the real meaning of Christmas through the character of a young shepherd who spends the weeks leading up to Christmas looking for God's greatest gift— that, of course, being the baby Jesus. Uh, our guest today is Josh Helms. He and his wife, uh, Lindsay, live in Nashville, Tennessee. And they say that while Christmas has always been fun and exciting uh, at the Helms home, they were looking for ways to help families like their own keep kids excited about the Christmas season while focusing on the birth of our Lord and Savior. Yeah, how, how important that is. Uh, Josh, uh, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here, Trace and Rich. Um, 
glad to spend some time with you. And boy, you guys said it in that in that intro. That was perfect setup for what Lindsay and I, what our heart is for this time of year for our kids. Awesome. And by the way, your kids, uh, tell us the ages of them. You've got two or three? Uh, we have two little ones. We have Jacob is nine years old and okay. our little daughter, Everly, she is five. Okay, okay. Awesome. So not so little, but still young young enough to be impressionable and, and enjoy the aspects of what you're bringing to Christmas through your book. Yeah, they really are. And, and honestly, they're getting to the point. Of course, we've done this tradition in our house for uh, about five years now. And so Everly's getting to the point now where she's really starting to soak it all up. And so I'm really starting mm-hmm. to see it, you know, what what our dream was for our kids at Christmas. It's really coming to pass. So we're excited and thankful for that. That's awesome. Well, Josh, uh, you've written a brilliant little book here, uh, Shepherd on the Search. Tell us about the book and why you wrote it. Sure. Well, you know, our, we love Christmas at our house. Um, we, my wife and I come from a little bit different backgrounds uh, as far as how we celebrated Christmas. She, was, she came from a background where Christmas, of course, was, was about Jesus, but they also celebrated the other traditions, Santa Claus and, and uh, some of the other stuff you mentioned. And then my background is, um, of course, Christmas was about Jesus, but, you know, we didn't do the Santa Claus and stuff like that. And so we actually, myself and my brothers, we got three presents every year because that's how many Jesus got, you know. And so we were, we were de- definitely different in that way. And so in our marriage, when we started talking about how we're going to celebrate Christmas with our kids, we definitely wanted to keep the faith in there, but not lose some of the fun stuff, you know, and I can remember being a kid and, and, um, on Christmas morning and my dad would read, you know, Luke chapter two, we'd read the Christmas story. And I can remember being seven, eight years old, hearing him, but looking at the presents, you know, it kind of sounded like the Charlie Brown teacher, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I, I wanted something for our kids where they know this time is about Jesus and why we celebrate this time. Like you guys said, of course, is about the baby Jesus, but also to keep it fun and something that they look forward to and want to do right. on a daily basis. And that's sort of the plan for Shepherd on the Search. Yeah. Well, at, from what I've seen here, mission accomplished. Uh, you, but you have more than just the book. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the uh, little Shepherd action figure that, that that I got in the in the mail when, when I was uh, preparing wait, wait, this? wait, wait, wait. You got an action figure? I did. Trace is sitting here <laughs> curled up with hot cocoa, a book, and an action figure. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. I want to know how that could become part of the package because when I usually get books from prospective guests for licensed apparent, uh, they, they don't usually come with dolls with it. So, so t- <laughs> tell me about that. Well, you said action figure. I like that better. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah it is more of a plush doll. It's a more manly I think, yeah. thing. I, did I say doll? No, I didn't say that. It's action figure. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we, um, so we, what we call it is the Shepherd on the Search Activity Kit. And it comes with, of course, the storybook. And, and the book, for those who may not know, is the story of a little shepherd boy who was in the fields when the angels came to announce the birth of Jesus, Savior, has been born on this day. And so he hears this proclamation and he just decides, Hey, if this is real, I need to go find this baby. If mm-hmm. our savior has been born, I need to go find him. And so he sets off on a great journey to Bethlehem to find the baby Jesus. And then what we use the doll for is repeating that journey every year in our house. And so in our house, our shepherd shows up after Thanksgiving and starts his journey. And so every day he moves to a new spot along the journey to find the baby Jesus. Oh, that's cool. And then, of course, on Christmas morning, he has found the baby, and he's in the nativity. We, we included a nativity in the keepsake box, um, but 
in our house, we use our, our nativity. And so what it allows us to do as parents is spend a little bit of time every day, even if it's just for a few minutes in the morning, talking about the baby Jesus and why we celebrate this time of year. That's cool. So how do your own kids feel about the book? Well, I mean, they feel like it's part of the family, you know. I mean, we have a little, uh, of course, we read the book. Uh, I would say probably definitely when, when our shepherd comes. Our shepherd's name is Joseph, which I, I realize can be confusing. But <laughs> <laughs> my son, when he was uh, five years old, decided his name should be Joseph. And so that's just kind of the way it's been. Um, and so when Joseph comes every year, we read the story and we read it a couple more times throughout, uh, throughout the season. And he's just part of the family. You know, I mean, we have a little party for him when he shows up and he leaves little notes around the house throughout the search on like, today we're going to do something nice for someone. Let's make a birthday card for Jesus, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's definitely interwoven into our Christmas tradition. He's a cool little tool. Uh, and so what kind of feedback are you getting from other people uh, outside your family? Oh, well, last year we had um, over 20,000 families join the search with us. Wow. And so had great, great feedback. I mean, I, you know, we, everybody, of course, you know, guys has to have a hashtag. And so our hashtag is mm-hmm. shepherd on the search. And so people can go to that and check out some of the ways that families are using the shepherd in their house. But we've seen, of course, families use the shepherd in really cool ways. Uh, teachers use them in their classroom. Um, I, I spoke to a gentleman yesterday who they use, they have a little children's time on their Sunday morning service. And during Advent, they use the shepherd for their children's time. You know, they kind of put them in a new place around the sanctuary every Sunday. And so it's yeah, just been cool. a real blessing kind of seeing other people come on board with what, of course, in my family, we started doing on our own, you sure. know, and so sure. it's been well, a real th- blessing. This is also an opportunity for families to start some of their own traditions that may or may not have come directly from this. I was looking on your website and I know you've got like a paper chain countdown and a meet the shepherd thing and memory verses involved in, in our family, separate from your book and your action figure as Trace likes to call it. We've done a, a ribbon chain through the years as our kids, they came up through the Iwana program and, and other similar church programs like that. And so memory verse memorization was was very important and each year for every verse they learned they got to add a chain uh, or rather a link to the chain and uh, we would present that if you will as a present to Jesus at Christmas time so we had this very colorful chain that now practically wraps around the house uh, and and I was reminded of that in looking at this paper chain countdown so you've got a lot of things that families can do to personalize this and make it memorable on their own right we sure do, and I love that. I love that uh, with the paper chain. That Those are the kind of things, you know, that our kids will grow up and pass on and talk about, and when they think about this time of year, you know, those are the things that will come to mind. So I love that stuff. We encourage families to incorporate the shepherd in their, in their family traditions, stuff they've already been doing. A lot of that stuff, of course, like we say, has been passed down from their parents. Um, and so, but for families who maybe want to start something, we do have a lot of resources, like you said, online. I mean, 25 days worth of ideas on how to use your shepherd, how to incorporate scripture, how to incorporate uh, doing nice things for people, really learning what Christmas is about and giving instead of receiving, things like that. Hmm. Well, Josh, I don't, I don't think a lot of parents really pause to really think how God thinks about how they're celebrating the Christmas season. How do you think God feels about the way most Christians celebrate Christmas these days? 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> I would, I wouldn't dare venture a guess on how God feels about it, but you know, I think we could do better. I really do. I mean, as, as a parent, especially, I've never really thought about it too much. I mean, of course I knew, you know, I grew up a Christian and gave my heart to the Lord early on. My dad's a pastor. And so I, I understand what Christmas is about. Um, but never really thought about really the heaviness of that until God gave me two little seedlings to raise up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, now that I have that responsibility, it's, it's become a real, just really important to me because the story of Christmas is more than just a baby in a manger. We believe it's really God's love story to us. Amen. And so my kids, you know, when they realize that Christmas is about Jesus and God's love story to us, this is something that continues throughout the year, sure. you know, hopefully for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. I, I can tell you from my own personal experience, kids will definitely change how you, how you view the world. Uh, now, there's an argument that historically Christmas uh, had always been a time of uh, drunken revelry, and and, uh, and it's only been in the last couple of hundred years or so that it's been a major uh, Christian holiday. Can you set the record straight on that? Because a lot of kids are reading this kind of stuff on the internet about Christmas. Yeah, they are, and and we hear that, of course, every year. I I uh, wrote an article for Fox News last year about taking the craziness out of Christmas and 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 refocusing our hearts on what it's really about. And man, you should see. <laughs> some of the comments that came and I, I didn't realize how prevalent that was mm-hmm. until we had that experience. But really, I mean, it's just, it's the thing. And this is the thing about salvation too. You know, Jesus said, you have to become like a child and this, this, we could overcomplicate this. Right. And we can make this time of year something that it's not, you know? And so it's really for us. And what I want my kids to know as believers is that this time of year, we celebrate the baby Jesus. That's just what we do mm-hmm. because of what he did. Not because, you know, he was a baby in a manger and, and even because he was born to a virgin, but because this is God giving us his only son, you know? And so mm-hmm. knowing what's going to happen at Easter makes us celebrate this time of year even more. Amen. So when our kids ask us the true birthday of Jesus, what do we tell them? Uh, well, actually, we just had that conversation. <laughs> I had that conversation with my nine-year-old, Jacob. And my answer to that, you know, I mean, I, I don't claim to be a uh, a biblical scholar, but my answer to that is, that's not the point. My answer to that is, if he was born on December 25th, we'll celebrate it then. If he was born on uh, July 13th, you know, we're still going to celebrate. It's it's sure. it's what we do in our hearts that matters more than the date. Yeah. I, I think we've had a lot of people arguing that Christmas is nothing more than a pagan holiday that Christians hijacked some years back, or that likewise with Easter, this was not you know a Christian thing. It was some other holiday that the church, you know, took over. Um, but but you're right. That's not the point. It, uh, it what it is is we have taken a day and and set it aside to be a day of celebration for this fact, but the actual date is not the important part. And perhaps we're even spending too much time trying to make more out of the December twenty fifth date than we really should. Yeah, I think that's right, and and I'm I'm just not sure that that really pleases the heart of God when we bicker about a date, you know, when there's so much at stake, you know, especially as parents, there's yeah. so much at stake for our kids at this time. I, you know, 
for us, it's about celebrating the baby Jesus. What we try to do it all year. We don't do it singing jingle bells all year, but but we try to have the same heart and celebratory spirit sure. towards the baby all year round. Yeah. So, what do we tell our kids about Santa? What do you tell your kids about Santa Claus? Well, again, we you know we we have a mixed uh, um, marriage as far as that goes. So, <laughs> um, we uh, we do Santa Claus to to a point. Um, we don't want our kids to go to school and tell, you know, other kids, you know, that there's no Santa Claus and their, you know, parents are lying to them for believing it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe that's, that's doing, being, you know, very good. Yeah. Very cause, good. Cause you got people who will call Santa Claus, Satan Claus and, you know, Christians yeah. are like, hey, hey, you, you believe in Satan Claus, you know, uh, that seems to be a, yeah. a, a little bit of a downer for the, for the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Even you and, and that, yeah, believe in it, you know? Yeah. And that, that defeats the purpose for us. And so again, we want, Christmas to be, to be fun. And, you know, we, another thing we do every year is we have a video that talks about St. Nicholas that we watch, you know, it comes on. And, uh, and so the kids learn, you know, where that, where that tradition came from. And so it's not, you know, we try not to make it a huge line in the sand, but because the point for us is that Christmas is about Jesus. And I think absolutely incorporating traditions like shepherd on the search or like, traditions you do in your family with, you know, things like that are more important instilling in them. You know, I want my kids to be for things, not against things. Yeah, and so sure. I, I understand that there's a time to stand up and there's a time, you know, mm-hmm. but I want my kids to be, Hey, positive and, you know, helpful and sure encouraging. And so yeah. we're more for things than we are against things. Yeah. Really Unfortunately, <laughs> the world is against a lot of things, including Christianity and, and, and uh, even the Christmas season. And we're kind of forced into that sometimes. But we're, we're coming up on a break. When we come back, you mentioned St. Nicholas. I want to ask you a little bit about yeah. him. Dig deep and find out more. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Josh Helms. He and his wife, Lindsay, are creators of the Shepherd on the Search book and activity set. You can find the book and all the related resources at many outlets, including shepherdonthesearch.com. This is Licensed to Parent. You find us online at licensedtoparent.org, and we'll be back with more conversation right after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedtoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12 month Christ centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. 
it really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. And again, you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And today we're talking with Josh Helms. He and his wife, Lindsay, live in Nashville, Tennessee. They've got a couple of young kids and uh, for some reason decided that it was important to instill Christ back into Christmas in their family. Imagine that. Imagine that. And uh, through the uh, the course of doing that, have developed The Shepherd on the Search, which is a book and uh, also a, a plush doll and uh, an activity set that you can get for your family to, to try to help refocus the family around Christmas time and put Christ not only back into the equation, but at the focus of it. And Trace, you were asking, a, I think, a great question right before the break about, you know, let's dig in and talk a little bit more about St. Nicholas. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people uh, try to use Santa Claus as, as a tool to discredit the Christmas holiday. But St. Nicholas was a real guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Guys, he was a, he was a um, from, from my research, a, a bishop, you know, there, there's a lot to learn about this story. You know, of course, growing up. When I grew up, um, and when you guys grew up, Coca-Cola had already taken charge of, of St. Nicholas, and so <laughs> we get conflicting <laughs> stories. Um, but yeah, a bishop who, you know, apparently was a uh, very wealthy, you know, grew up very wealthy, his parents died, and ultimately gave a lot of that wealth away, you know, to the poor. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's the part of that that we focus on, because that's what Jesus has called us to do, you know, is to yeah. help the poor and the widows. And, and I think that's the real tradition behind St. Nicholas. Well, this is the information age. Our kids are, are exposed to a lot of information, not all of it good. H- how do we respond to our kids when they ask us if the, if the Jesus story got embellished and, and, and grew the same way that the St. Nicholas story got embellished and grew? You know, maybe Jesus was just a, uh, maybe a real figure, but he really didn't raise him a dad. It really isn't the son of God. Uh, and, you know, h- how do we respond to that? Well, that's that's uh, that's a big question. You know, that was definitely behind um, the reason why my parents don't didn't do Santa Claus, and a lot of parents don't do Santa Claus. And for me, you know, that's one of those issues where what we believe in Santa Claus, you know, that he, that he brings us gifts and slides down our chimney and um, fills our stockings, is different than what we believe our God has done in our hearts, you know, to change us and, and, and to take our sinful nature and to allow us another chance. You know I mean? To me, as you walk through the Christmas story with your kids, and this is what I'm trying to do as a parent to make sure they know that, you know, these are apples and oranges. I mean, this is fun. And, you know, we sing uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I don't know any grandmas who ever got run over by a reindeer. I mean, they're just things that, that we do that are, that are sure. fun this time of year. But it's different um, when it comes to an almighty God who created the world 
and wants to live in our hearts and change who we are all year round. Yeah. So as parents, uh, Josh, how do we know uh, when the commercialization of the Christmas holiday, the gifts, the glitz, the hype, etc., cetera, uh, has become more important to our kids than the risen Savior? How do we know when that happens? Well, I, I think for, you know, I can just speak for us, and for us it kind of happened when you, you wake up one day and you realize we've done a lot of stuff this season, but it, not a lot of it has been about what we're celebrating. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for, you know, Christmas parties, and we do a lot of fun traditions around here, putting up our Christmas tree and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just finding the balance. And that's why I love traditions like Shepherd on the Search or like the things you guys do, because they allow an opportunity every day in the midst of all that noise um, to talk about Jesus. And so I think that's the important thing is to keep him at the center of it all. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's not just a Christmas time, that's year round. And that's what we're trying to raise our kids to believe. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, why wouldn't parents, more parents, consider spending part uh, of their Christmas day with, uh, with their kids at, at a, something like a soup kitchen or a nursing home uh, or some other benevolent pursuit? No, I think, I think you know, we, I've talked to a lot of people and, and people in our church who do, who do outreach things like that. Um, we've done that from time to time. And I think that's important, uh, on Christmas day, as well as throughout the season to really, you know, I mean, our kids, everything they get told about Christmas outside of the house is that Christmas is about getting Mm -hmm. and receiving and more and more in excess. And so anything we can do like that to teach them and for us, I mean, I need that in my heart this time of year, because I'm getting told the same line. So to know that this time of year is about giving and then really seeing, I mean, I, you know, when my daughter makes something for somebody or we make cookies and we did this last year and bring them to a a nursing home by the house. I mean, I I saw more joy on her face doing that than when she gets her wrapped up plastic toys, you know, Uh under under the tree. I mean, because that's a heart thing and that's something that goes deeper than just getting the new thing that you want that, you know, is under the tree when you wake up Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot more memories uh, come out of an experience like that as well. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, it's true. Uh, We we are about out of time here. Uh, You did mention uh, to us that people can have fun with the shepherd on social media this Christmas season. What what have you got in mind for that? Yeah, we encourage people to uh, uh, hashtag how they use the shepherd in their house. We have um, a lot of pictures up from families who are using them, and that hashtag is hashtag Shepherd on the Search. And then, of course, our one-stop shop for everything to find out more is shepherdonthesearch.com. Any last words of Christmas cheer you can share with us uh, before we have to say goodbye? Sure. I just thank you guys for your time. Merry Christmas to you and your families and your listeners. And let's keep this time of year about Jesus. Amen. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you, brother. We've been talking today with Josh Helms. Again, he and his wife, Lindsay, are the creators of The Shepherd on the Search. You can find the book and all related resources at many outlets, including shepherdonthesearch.com. And this is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. As we've said before, we do produce this program to share some of the hard lessons that come from working with troubled teens day after day. It's our hope that your family can avoid some of the heartache and avoid the need for a residential program for your team. 
But as always, if you can help our work financially, and we hope you will, please jump on board now by clicking the Donate button at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift can help the work we do at Shepherd's Hill and can also help less fortunate families who may need residential care but not be able to afford it. A donation in any amount will certainly be a blessing, and unfortunately, that need is very great here at the end of the year. Just click the Donate button when you visit LicensedToParent.org and thank you in advance. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>